Hi, welcome to the podcast. I am Joe Posnanski, and with me, uh, Michael Shore. Michael, welcome. Thank you for having me. That was a very joyful welcome for having I'm, me. I'm trying to like, I'm trying to juice it up a little bit, <laughs> trying to make it seem new and fresh. The kids, we want to, we want to reach the kids. I think that's a good way to to, to reach the young kids. Uh, what, what do you think of this Pokemon Go thing? Uh, I think that it's very likely that it is a nationwide or global conspiracy to, uh, to like in a, in like a black, it's like a Black Mirror episode, if you know that show, or like a Twilight Zone episode. And the way it ends is a bunch of people staring at their screens all march into the ocean like lemmings and just drown. That's what I think the end of this is. It's like a, it's like a weird uh, a nightmare, like doomsday plot to eliminate 200 to 400 million people on Earth. Who are who are chasing creatures into the ocean? That's what I think is going to happen. That's just my theory. I don't know that that's true, but that is my theory. It's it's a very very strong theory. I think there's a very good chance of that there, that is like you'll see those plots like in movies like so often like where somebody will invent some technology that takes over your mind, and this is unquestionably the closest thing we've had to that in real life. Right? Apparently, oh, oh, like you. They've made the, they've tried to take certain precautions with the game. Is my understanding. I don't play the game, but you can't do it while you're driving, which I think is a good idea. But there are a, a writer who was working on this new show I'm doing told me that yesterday he was almost sideswiped by a woman who was very clearly driving on the 101 freeway, playing the game or looking at her screen and like swiping and trying to throw a, a digital ball to a digital Pokemon creature. <laughs> and it's like the, it's 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 going to get worse. Like the. The, the popularity of the game means that, like, we're only going more in the direction of everyone walking around aimlessly uh, until they march themselves into the ocean and drown. <laughs> I cannot believe it only took three days before the Holocaust Museum had to, like, make an announcement and Arlington National Cemetery. Yes. Don't, don't do that here, guys. Come on. Yeah, please, please <laughs> don't search for Pokemon on some of the most sacred ground that exists in our nation. Please, we're begging. We're, we're begging you, please leave Anne Frank's house alone. Please. Yes. I, it's three days. I mean, you would think that it would take a little longer before people would decide, hey, you know what I really want to do here is tread on on sacred ground uh, chasing a Pokemon. That you would well, think. really what you would hope is that if you're playing any game and you were, and the game was taking you around outside and you approached let's say arlington national cemetery some of the most hallowed ground that our nation has really honestly no question and you might think that you you would hope that you would think to yourself i shouldn't go look for pokemon here i can look for pokemon elsewhere in the general area of arlington national cemetery but maybe i shouldn't actually walk onto this ground that is so important and so deeply ingrained in our society, in our nation, in its history, to look for Pokemon. You would hope that that would happen, but apparently that did not happen. No, no, and I, I don't even know that even there was a pause. I don't even know if, you know. Oh, I mean, no, I, I think you're right. I don't think, it was, I don't think the, people, the people who caused that tweet to be sent didn't think for one second <laughs> about whether or not no, it was a person. No, I think their, their absolute first thought was, is, is what do you think – do you think there'd be a Pokemon around John Kennedy's grave? I mean, I think like literally that would be like the thought that would, that would come in. Yeah. You can't, there's no, like the Holocaust museum and Arlington national cemetery. That's the end of like, if you were trying to, to like 
make a joke about inappropriate behavior, that's what the joke would be. Those right. are the, that's the far end of, of what you would even consider to be reasonable in when you're making a joke about how inappropriate someone could be playing that game. All and right. it's, it happened. So here's a question, and I, and I would put it up to podcast listeners, uh, but I'm just going to put it up to you. Uh, my 14-year-old daughter is at camp, and I got a text the other day, and the text literally said, can I have Pokemon Go? So what is the correct father thing to do here? How old is she? She is 14. Uh, boy, this is a tough one. It's a tough one, right? I think it's one of, it sounds like one of those deals where, if you know, if it, it does seem to be in many ways, uh, there are some benefits to this game, unlike certain other games. And you do walk around, right? right? You get a little bit of exercise. You're, it's a, it can be a social game where you play with your friends. It feels, my gut is, it's one of those things you do, but you limit the amount of time you one can play per day or something like that. Yeah, and my, and I, I would say my daughter is is an extremely um, reliable and responsible person, uh, which which is which I'm very proud of. Uh, so I don't believe she would abuse it. I know for a fact that she would be extraordinarily offended by anybody who would who would go to Arlington National Cemetery and play it. Uh, and yet, on the other hand, I'm not writing off your lemmings into the ocean uh, theory about this game. Mm. I, I'm, so I, it's like, here it is. So it's like, as a father, want her to be part of a cultural phenomenon, don't want her to die. So there, there's, the, there's where I have to go back and forth on this thing. Yeah, I know. It's a tough call. I, uh, I'm glad that I, my daughter just turned six and doesn't know what Pokemon Go is. All right. So we are going to do our draft and our draft this week. Uh, as you well know, uh, I am heading to Rio uh, for the Olympics. And, uh, and, and I'm very, very excited about that. And I hope I sounded convincing there. Um, I love the Olympics. Let me just say that up front. I, this will be my eighth Olympics. I love the Olympics. Not sure Rio is, you know, I, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. I, I have, I've been to other Olympics where there was a very scary lead up. I remember, uh, before I went to Athens, uh, I actually had to take terrorist training, uh, before I went to Athens. And the first thing that happened to me when I landed in Athens, so that's 2004, so, so you know, quite soon after, after 9-11, the first thing that happened was I was given a gas mask. That was literally like, they, oh, here you go, here's your credential, uh, and here is your quarters, and here's your gas mask. So, so you know, it's not the first time that I've gone to an Olympics that, that has uh, had some, some, you know, issues, but a lot of issues in Rio, obviously. And, and so we'll see how that all plays out. But in, in honor of the Olympics coming up uh, on NBC, like, like I needed to tell people that, um, <laughs> we are going to draft sports that we think should be in the Olympics. That's right. Sports that should be – don't have to be sports, whatever. Stuff we think should be in the Olympics. All right, and, you have the first pick, right? And I believe I have the first pick. And obviously, unquestionably, when I'm going with the first pick, not even a, not even a question, um, tug of war should be in the Olympics. Uh, there, first of all, it's, it, 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 there is a history of tug of war in the Olympics, which I think is awesome that they used to have tug of war in the Olympics. And then they said, no, I'm not doing that anymore. Um, tug of war to me is like the most basic of all sports. I mean, I know people say the most basic of sport is running from here to there, like, or, or punching each other. But to me, 
the most basic thing is here's something I want and here's something you want. And we just pull a rope basically and determine who is stronger and who is better. Um, plus it's awesome. I mean, it's like a visually awesome sport. Uh, you don't get to see it that much, but we used to get to see it all the time. Like on, like on superstars and, and, uh, and battle of the network stars on television, you would see people like <laughs> digging into the sand and, and pulling always was super fun to play when you were a kid in gym, we would do when we would do tug of war or a camp, we would do tug of war. And it was one of those things that, that is much, much harder than it looks like you, you're pulling for like 10 seconds and you feel like you're going to die essentially. So it's a very physically challenging sport. Uh, it's a great, I just imagine, you know, the U S against, against, you know, Russia, uh, the U S against China, tug of war, uh, big, big people pulling rope, uh, somebody screaming, go, go, go as we go. Love it. Tug of war should be in the Olympics. The other fun thing about tug of war is you can have, you know, uh, just like there's hundred meter dash, 200 meter dash, whatever you could have one on one, you have two on two, you have five on five, you can do 10 on 10, you know, like there's a lot of variations of the tug of war. That's right. So that, yeah. All right. Um, I, for my number one pick, uh, I'm going to pick darts, uh, darts. Here's what I like about darts. First of all, it's a game. Everybody can play. Even if you've never played darts before, you can walk up to a dartboard and play and you're, you'll be roughly as good as everybody else (laughs) who you're playing with. Not as good as the actual people who play it, but like, you know, you get it. It's darts. If you've ever watched a darts championship on like ESPN two, they're amazing. These people are so good. They're usually played literally like just in a pub in Scotland or something. And they can hit the exact range of where they're trying to hit like nine times out of ten. It's insane. it's insane. And it's so fun. And it's also a sport like many uh, uh, of the best sports in the Olympics. It's a sport that like the people look like – they're not, they don't, you don't have to look like you're an Olympic sprinter to play darts, you know, <laughs> anyone of any size and shape, any man or woman, or sometimes child can play darts. And if you practice enough, you can get good at it. Darts is unexpectedly, incredibly exciting to watch. And I, for one, believe it should be an Olympic sport. You know, you would have to ask the question, why is archery an Olympic sport? Thank you. And darts not. Am I right? Great question. There's no reason. There's- it's, it's archery, but it's easier. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't really don't mean to insult all the archers out there. By the way, have you ever done like have you ever have you ever tried to to do archery? Have you ever tried to to shoot? I don't I can't, think so. I can't even pull back the thing. You have to be so strong just to even pull back the bow or whatever it is uh, technically called. I should look this up since I'm going to the Olympics. But um, it's it's a very very that really is like there there's like a physical component. Uh, that probably is not there for darts, uh, but basically same thing. I mean, you're still aiming. I love the fact that on a dartboard there's like those little, you know, because to me when I was, you know, when I play darts, like you aim for the middle, right? You aim for the bullseye. Like that's the no, only. But that's what's fun about the games is like that. That's not what. That's you're doing. not what they do exactly. No. Bullseye is a bad shot. It's a well. It's a yeah. I mean, normally it's like there's a lot of versions of darts. There's a game called five hundred one double in double out where you have to hit a double to start your scoring, and then you have to get exactly five hundred and one points, and you have to hit a double to end 
your run. It's very fun and confusing. And also, usually when you're playing, you're drinking fairly heavily. So that also adds a fun element. You could have a in the if it were an Olympic sport, you could have a you could have a round where like you're required to drink a beer between <laughs> between every round or something. I it's it's a really fun game. It's a really fun game. I can't believe you knew that, by the way, about that five hundred one double whatever. Well, yeah. I, lived, I lived in New York for a while, and there was, and we would go to bars after I, when I worked at Saturday Night Live. We would go to bars and play darts, and I learned all these games. And you, can, it's like you can get, it's like a game that you don't need anything to play. It's like you, you just, the bar has darts. You don't have to bring your own equipment, like a pool shark with his own cue. You just walk up and they give you darts, and you can play for hours. It's so fun. It's really fun. Are you good? Are you are you good at darts? I wouldn't say I'm good, and I certainly I haven't played in years. But for a while, we were playing. My friends and I were playing like every night, and you can kind of get good. You feel yourself getting better. You figure out the and like I the the weight of the darts starts to mean something to you. You start to like get annoyed when the bar has bad darts with bad flights on the back that are like torn up or something. And yeah, I, I got fairly good. I mean, I think were it an Olympic sport. I don't think I would have necessarily qualified for the U.S. <laughs> Olympic team, but I. But yeah, I got pretty good just because I played every day. I would love that. Darts is a great is a great choice. Tug of war is a great choice, but tug of war is is such a, a strength thing. But darts is such a cool choice because it would be some country you've never heard of that would have the best dart people. Oh, oh definitely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that would be so awesome. There'd be yeah, some. Yeah, would be like unbeatable. Yeah, exactly. That would be so awesome. They'd win like. They've, they've won 12 Olympic medals all in darts. Like, everyone is in darts. All right, good choice. Uh, and I'm going with a similar but but more personal choice with my second pick. Uh, I'm going with bowling. I, I, I'm actually stunned that bowling is not an Olympic sport. I mean, uh, I have spoken with the bowling uh, commission or whatever they're called, the Bowling Association of America, uh, about it and, and written stories about it. They they have in the past tried to be an Olympic sport and uh, for reasons that are horrendous, uh, there it is not bowling. I don't need to tell people how great bowling is. Bowling is a is is a fantastic sport. Everybody can play it. It's there's there's a clear winner at the end of the thing. There's no judging element to it. You just I got two forty, you got two thirty nine. I beat you. It's a very clear thing. It's, you know, it, it, it takes, uh, I'm going to push a little bit too hard on this part of it. It takes great physical skill to be a great bowler. Um, I believe that wholeheartedly. And, and it's a sport that is played all over the world. I, I, it is, it is really upsetting to me on a personal level. Plus there is one that you can absolutely just, you, you have to drink a beer between frames. Like that's, that's like, you know, you got drunken bowling and then you got, and then you got like, like two divisions. You have like two, two different divisions of bowling. That way you can give two gold medals to, to the men and the women, um, drunken, non-drunken, and then, you know, whatever else the case may be, uh, bowling absolutely should be an Olympic sport. I'm fine with that, but as a native of New England, I'm also going to request respect. Oh, don't, don't, don't say it. Handle pin bowling. Don't say it. Don't Handle say it. bowling division. <laughs> don't say it. Just don't say it. That's not bowling. I'm sorry. I, 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 res- I respect you. You know that. I respect you. I, I grew up in Cleveland. There's one bowling. There's one. What about, about duck pin bowling? Can no. No. Bowling? Candlestick, duck pin. And look, they're fine if there are no real pins available. They're fine, 
that's not the same kind of bowling. No. When you're a kid, I will say this. Uh, and by the way, a side note, I couldn't care less about Candleton bowling. Just so you know. <laughs> but uh, I will say that as a kid in New England, the Candleton bowling was fun because the ball was actually bowlable. That's the problem when you're seven. Yeah, yeah, that's it's true. The bowling balls are just too heavy and you have to do the between your legs thing. Right. And Candleton bowling, the balls are, you know, they're the size of like a grapefruit basically. And you, and you, can, you feel powerful and you can roll them fast, which is fun. I think I actually think that I've, I've never been candle uh, stick bowling, but I have done duck pin bowling. Uh, it is fun. I mean, look, yeah. all 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 kinds of bowling is fun. But if you're going to do it at the highest level, at the Olympic level, uh, yeah, I think you need you need real bowling. Um, all right, for my second choice, I'm choosing an insane thing. Not that any of these other things aren't insane, but I'm choosing corf ball. Do you know corf ball? I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay, corf ball is a game. It's mostly only played in the Netherlands. <laughs> Uh, it's a real game. You can look it up. It's K-O-R-F ball. Uh, the Dutch win every korfball match because the only countries that play korfball are the Netherlands and Belgium. So the, the Dutch are first and Belgium is second. It's basically a combination of team handball, which is one of my favorite Olympic sports to watch. Yes. And basketball. It's a, there's an 11 and a half foot high hoop that has no backboard. And you can basically pass the ball around, but you can't move once you have the ball. You can sort of pivot the way that you can pivot when you pick up your dribble in basketball, but you can't run with the ball. You can't dribble. So you're sort of team handballing the ball down the court, and then you try to score on this 11-and-a-half-foot-high hoop. One of the best things about court ball is it's played with eight people on a side, and usually it's four men and four women on each team. Oh, that's cool. It's a delightful uh, sport. It would be, I think, the like, except for maybe mixed doubles tennis, one of the only sports in the Olympics where there are mixed gender teams. So that would be great. And also, it would be so fun. It's so fun to watch. You can go to YouTube and watch video of korfball matches. It's insane. It looks insane. But it's a combination of basketball and handball. Who doesn't want a combination of basketball and handball? Okay, I'm going to have to look up korfball because I'm 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 totally loving this. Now, the 11 and a half foot goal. With, yeah. Without the backboard, yeah, you shoot it from wherever you happen to be. I mean, or, or so there's no you, there's no backboard, so you're you're sort of you're trying to like imagine a basketball hoop that's a foot higher or whatever, uh, and has no backboard. So no you're, backboard. it's very hard to score. It's not. It's a low scoring game. Is there anybody on earth who could dunk that ball? Dunk that hoop? Oh, I'm sure there is. Yeah, I would imagine most basketball players could probably dunk. I mean, they get up so high. Eleven you know, and a half feet is high, though. It is high, but their heads are at the rim. Yeah, when yeah. I think you could probably dunk. Yeah, that would be fun. I mean, imagine if you took Team USA basketball and said, "Guess what, guys? No more basketball. <laughs> you're playing corf ball." <laughs> All right, I'm liking this. All right, this our Olympics is great. By the way, I yeah, just wanted so to tell far, you. I would rather go to our Olympics, than regular <laughs> Olympics. That's how much I love it. All right, my third pick. Uh, I am going to take surfing. Uh, and there, and there, there's a very specific reason. I'm not. I, I've never surfed in my entire life, and and don't really understand the culture. I mean, it's cool to watch. I love watching it. It's very fun. I don't really fully understand it. But here's the reason I would say it's 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 a fiasco that surfing is not in in the in the Summer Olympics. Every other Winter Olympic sport is just surfing on snow. <laughs> it's a really good point. They just they just stole it. And they got to be in the Olympics, and all those guys are doing all that stuff, and it's cool, and it's fun to watch, 
but it's just surfing. That's all it is. And poor surfers, uh, you know, they don't get to do it. I, I think surfing would be fantastic. Uh, you know, it would be a great Olympic sport. I don't even know, like, who would be good at it. Like, because the, the, there's, you know, people surf, you know, all over the world. And, and yeah, so you, it'd probably be, some, again, another country that you'd never heard of would, you know, be battling with the U.S. and Australia and whatever. Um, would be so awesome. I, I just I just find it really kind of offensive in a, in a way that surfing is not in when you consider all of the surfing in the Winter Olympics. Well, I don't get surfing at all. Uh, I live in Southern California and I have no affinity for surfing i th it sounds crazy to me it sounds like you're <laughs> voluntarily going to a place where two things are trying to kill you yes those, those things actually three the ocean is trying to kill you the sun is trying to kill you and then sharks are trying, sharks to, kill are trying to kill you it just seems like so so unnecessarily murdery so i don't get it at all you can have serving i'm not interested in surfing uh, in my Olympics, but if you want to have it in your Olympics, that's no, fine. No, no. Well, what do you think about when they are like, I don't even know, what is it? I don't know what you call the the thing, where the, the entire wave is around them. Oh, the, like the tube or the whatever. Tube, they, yeah. Look, it's beautiful, and I like when, like, I'm in a, like a, a, a circuit city or something, and there's like a demonstration of how high definition, the high definition TVs are, and they show some guy surfing through a tube. I'm like, wow, that look, that TV looks beautiful. But I don't that I have no interest in either watching it happen live at a great distance or trying to do it myself. That sounds terrible. <laughs> sounds utterly terrible. You hate sharks. Look at I you. Hate, I don't hate them. I respect them. <laughs> I don't want to go taunt them by standing just above them and going, ha ha ha, try to get me. That just seems <laughs> unnecessary to me. I don't. I do not understand why anyone goes near the ocean. It well, seems well, I've never surfed and I never will. But I, I, I think it belongs to the Olympics. I just feel it's unfair. I, I don't even know how much I would watch. It's unfair that they are not in the Olympics. I, I from a fairness point of view, I understand it. Um, all right, I have a steal at number three. Oh My number three pick is a steal, and that, of course, is Papa Shot basketball. <laughs> now, if you first of all, Papa Shot basketball is um is. Every time I go to one of my children's uh, birthday parties, I'm accompanying the birthday party, and it's out of place with Papa Shot, my kid is on his or her own. They are on their own. I am playing Papa Shot for two hours straight. I will not talk to other parents. I'm not interested in wishing whatever kid it is a happy birthday. I'm there to play Papa Shot. It is the most fun game ever invented. And if you, again, go to YouTube and watch, like, people who are amazing at Papa Shot, you literally cannot believe what you are looking at. They are. It's like they are robots who hit they hit hundreds of shots in a row faster than you could possibly imagine even shooting the ball and it is so exciting when you get into like true high level papa shot which obviously i'm nowhere near uh i'm pretty good at papa shot like i i get i get a rhythm going i shoot and i i, I hit most of my shots go to youtube and watch like people who are amazing at papa shot it'll blow your mind and it is it is already a sport, right? Uh, like basketball is an Olympic sport. There's no reason not to do variations of it. And Papa Shot is the best. Papa Shot is better than regular basketball. <laughs> I would rather I would rather watch Papa Shot than like the NBA Finals. All right, there there are two two Papa Shot thoughts that I have on one. And and by the way, great pick. I'm, I'm going to give it to you. It's a steal at three. It's a great. It's a great pick at three. Yeah. It's a great pick at three. Uh, one problem I have with Papa Shot, and, and maybe you have not had this experience. My experience uh, taking 
my daughters to a birthday party with a Papa shot or just happening to be near a Dave and Buster's or whatever the case may be, they almost never work. The Papa shot machine must just get terrible abuse because every time I go to a Papa shot, like it'll, it'll sort of work and or it won't work at all. Or it'll, it won't keep score right. Or the, the basket is supposed to move and it doesn't move and, and, and all kinds of things. I, I feel like, the Papa shot technology needs to get better. For I us. think, yeah, I, you're right. Uh, but you know, look, this is the Olympics. They can spring <laughs> for, uh, for like a high, high level Papa shot and have what I imagine is a team of technicians on hand to fix all of the myriad problems that arise. Uh, right. I, right. Yeah, right. There is a, there is a problem. One of them, one of them is always out of order. That's, that's like a rule. <laughs> I think when you buy, if you're an arcade and you buy Papa shot, machines they come in twos and this is yeah this one is the one that doesn't work <laughs> and there's and it's like well can we fix it no it just this one doesn't work it's made to not work so just put it put the out of order sign on it and everyone has to play on the other one <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's that that part is it the second thing i would say about papa shot is and, and everybody has a papa shot story i i um you because you can get into a great rhythm in Papa Shot and and this was years and years ago and I was playing Papa Shot and and set the the you know whatever set the high score for that day in that whatever arcade it was you know and and I was very very happy because I was at that age which it, I haven't changed that much but I was at that age where that was like one of the great like athletic achievements of my entire life really and <laughs> and i i had something like honestly like 78 or something i can't remember what the number was but it was something in the high double digits or whatever and i was very and i think i might have been a little bit loud with my friends about having set the the high score and i was very very proud and then this guy walks over to the to the machine and he's like oh he put, puts in the quarter or whatever and he he shoots he starts shooting and he doesn't miss a single shot does not miss an int played whatever, you know, and it was one of those that gave you an extra 30 seconds. If you had a certain score and all that, and he just kept going and he never, ever missed an entire shot, a single shot. Um, and his final score was something like 350. I mean, it was like five times what my score was. And sure. it turned out it was Terry Gannon, now NBC's Terry Gannon, but uh, Terry Gannon had just been on the national championship North Carolina State basketball team. <laughs> he was the he was the famous outside shooter for there. And right. when I saw that, I realized it was it really was like a lesson for me. And, and you would think you would not in Papa Shot, but just what the difference is between like us and them, like what the difference is between real athletes, no matter how good you may be at your like level it's it's you're not in their realm you're you're just not in the realm of the, of the greatest uh that's why, we, that's why we need there to be an olympic version of it so we can determine once and for all who is the best i i i could not agree more i i think it's a great pick at number three all right number four you know i've got several you know that i really wanted to go with um, there's one that I'm, I'm very surprised you have not done yet, so I'm not going to do it. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of hopeful you'll, you'll pick this one. Um, so for number four, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go with chess. I'm a, I'm a, I love chess. I'm, I'm terrible at it. Uh, but competitive chess, like at the, at the high level of chess, if you have somebody there who 
is is a good announcer, like somebody who really knows the sport, but also can really describe the sport as it goes, they can turn a, a, a high level chess match into like the greatest sport ever. Like you know, it, it's you, you'd probably at the Olympics you'd probably have to do a little bit of speed chess. You couldn't really let them just you know just go out there forever. Um, you know, take four days to make a move or whatever. But the highest level of chess is incredibly tense and incredibly cool. And there's all sorts of sporty sports things that are happening strategically. And and somebody who can like explain it really well can it really does a, an incredible job of 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 you know really describing where they're doing and what they're doing. And the, it's like you know it's like it's it's like fencing. I mean, it, there's like a very cool element of it. Uh, chess, you know, hasn't really been. Uh, in the American um, spotlight, you know, since since Bobby Fischer went insane, um, but it should be back. We, we we need it back. It's a perfect Olympic sport. It's a worldwide sport. Uh, there are those who will tell you it's a game, and those people are wrong. <laughs> I uh, first of all, who cares if it's a game or not? Like, yeah. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but second of all, I was my number four pick was going to be speed chess. Ooh, because okay. I feel like speed chess would play better on TV. Yeah, that's not, probably right. That's, but I think, again, because it's the Olympics, you can have regular chess, and then you can also <laughs> separately have speed chess. I would watch both of them. Uh, it's a great choice. That was going to be my number four pick. Instead, I will go with the Scottish Highland Games, uh, <laughs> which, are the, which are the best. Uh, the Scottish Highland Games are played by Scotsmen uh, since, like, the Braveheart times or maybe before. I have no idea. I did no research. Um, but you, you know, one of them, which is the caber toss, I think it's called, it's where you're holding it, you're holding a giant telephone pole and you hold it up on one end and you run as fast as you can and you try to flip it over. It's, (laughs) it's the best thing I've ever seen. It's, it's incredible and it's amazing. But the Scottish Highland games, who again are, which again are mostly only played by Scotsmen in like weird, uh, areas of Scotland that no one ever visits also include, uh, something called the sheaf toss which is where you literally hold a 20-pound like, bundle of straw and try to throw it as far as you can, <laughs> which is amazing. Uh, it has, you basically have a shot put, but instead of like a, a perfectly made ball, you're throwing a, like a, just a, like a rock or a, a, like a, a giant stone of, of indeterminate weight. It's not, it's not standardized. There's also the hammer throw. It's basically the same as the hammer throw. Um, uh, it's like a ball, a, a giant 20 pound ball, uh, attached to the end of like some kind of shaft that's like four feet long and you just whip around and throw it as far as you can. It's basically, it's, you throw, there's a, one of them is called weight over the bar, which is you literally just try to toss a 60 pound rock over a bar. It's, these are the best, these are like the di- distillation of games. It's just, it's giant burly Scottish men throwing heavy things as far as they can. And it's amazing. There's no reason on earth this shouldn't be Olympic sport. I'm actually stunned it's not an Olympic sport. I mean, that's that's I I just I love the idea, by the way, that it's an, it's the the rocks of indeterminate weight. Like, yeah, just, oh, about- you got a bad break. You caught one that's 25 pounds heavier than the other one. Yeah, it's like we're on the we're on a we're out in the middle of nowhere in the Scottish Highlands. Go find a rock so we can use it for our game. Who? How much is away? It doesn't matter. Just a big rock. Just find a big rock. <laughs> Big. Just want a big rock. All right, great choice. All right, with my number five pick, um, lots of options on the table, but because golf has been so much in the news 
Um, I'm going to go with Speed Golf, which have you seen this on YouTube? Have you seen? I have, yes, I've seen Speed Golf. It's, it's great. The, it's the greatest thing ever. So you're basically setting up uh, four people on the on the on the green. Uh, you know, on the on the fairway. You you the hit the guy who hits the drive. He then hits it and then runs after it. For I don't know why. I guess because he's he would have to be the fifth guy to hit. If That's right. In case, okay. And then the second guy runs to the ball wherever it is, and then he hits it out. And then the third guy runs to wherever it is, and then if it's on the green, he tries to put it in. Uh, if not, he tries to chip it up. Then the fourth guy tries to put it in, and then if he doesn't, then the guy who teed off has to race down. <laughs> And and get it in. And I, first of all, that's how golf should be played. Period. That's I don't even think regular golf should even be played. I mean, it should only be played like that. And secondly, it should be timed entirely. It's it should be like the hundred yard dash. I don't care how many shots it took you. It doesn't matter to me. Just how fast did you put the ball in the hole? And and you do that. That is the greatest sport that is possible with golf clubs and a, and a ball. So yeah, I, I just, it's wonderful. It's like they, they're, they're broken into in the, the video that went around the internet recently. They're uh, it's like the Italians versus the, you know, Spanish or whatever. And it's just like, they, they hit the ball and they book, they just take off. It's so exciting. It's, it's, you know, what's wonderful about it is it's the exact opposite of golf, right? Yeah. It's like golf is all about quiet and, and patience and no one can talk and everybody, if there's if there's a camera click, everyone freaks out and stops everything. And this is like you hit your drive and you jump into a golf cart and you race as fast as you can. And the other guy is like running a lot on the fairway, waiting for the ball to land. And he basically runs up and like Billy Madison's his next shot. It's so exciting. I speed golf is a wonderful idea. I wish I had thought of that. That's it's, a, it's absolutely be an Olympic sport. I would love nothing more. First of all, that's what they should have done, obviously, because because maybe then some of the some of the top uh, men players would have gone. Uh, but nothing would make me more happier. And I'm and I'm a Jordan Spieth guy I, I i very much enjoy him and and think he's 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 great for the game and all of those things but i would there would be nothing more fun for me than to see he'd be like the second guy and he would run over and he'd kind of look at it and he'd ask his caddy like well, what do you think and people are booing like hit the ball just stop talking more hitting just go yeah just, it's it great would, oh it would be so much fun all right, with my fifth pick, and by the way, again, I'm going to say before I even make this pick, our Olympics are better than the real Olympics. <laughs> I would happily watch darts, courtball, papa shots, Scottish Highland Games, tug of war, bowling, surfing, chess, and speed golf over m- m- like the 11th swimming event. <laughs> but my fifth pick, I'm going to go with capture the flag. Now, Ooh. I was not a big camp guy. I never went to camp. And capture the flag wasn't actually like an important part of my life as it has for many people who went to camp. Sure, sure. But imagine how fun it would be to have an Olympic sport where you have a team of like dozens and dozens and dozens of people played over like a massive area in a city, if you're in a city or in a giant field, or like it's basically like the ultimate team sport, right? It's like it's a singular objective. It's You can play with hundreds of people on each side. That would be so fun and so exciting to me as an Olympic sport with broken into nations to have an international capture the flag competition. Yeah, I would like that. I think international, that would be, that would be a lot of fun. I have to admit, I'm a little surprised. I thought for sure you were going to pick cricket at some point. Uh, Being being the cricket guy that you are. 
Yeah, huge cricket guy. Now, do you believe cricket? Okay, let me ask you this way. If you had one, you could only have one in the Olympics, and it was baseball or cricket, which would you pick? Boy, that's tough. Um, I think uh, it's a real close call. I think I would ultimately pick baseball. Okay. Just because I because it's because it's wonderful and it's my favorite sport. Sure. But the advantage of cricket is the fun of the fun of the Olympics is you see sports that you never get to see, right? Like I do think that if cricket were exposed to a larger audience, that people would start to like it. It's an insane game. It's it's like a, a it's slower than baseball and more complicated than baseball and certainly more boring than baseball. But the exciting parts of cricket are so exciting. Yeah. And when you get down to like when you get down to like the end of a tense cricket match, it's incredibly exciting because you've been, it's like the 18th hole in the fourth round of a championship. It's like you've waited all of this time and watched these pieces slowly fall into place. And then you go to the 18th hole and the, and the two leaders are tied and it's so exciting when that happens. I still think I would lean baseball just because it's my favorite sport. I can't imagine denying people the baseball, but I don't know. It's a good. It's, I I I didn't even. It's funny. I didn't even think of cricket. I think in my head it's already an Olympic sport or something. But yeah. I guess uh, I guess it isn't. It is not. It is not. All right, three Olympic sports you are looking forward to uh, in Rio, and obviously one is team handball. Team handball number one. Yep. I am legitimately interested in what Michael Phelps does, so I'll take swimming. As like the whole sport, I guess, uh, <laughs> and then uh, and then I don't know. Probably after that, I love diving. I love watching diving. That's I especially awesome. I especially watch. I like the I like it when two people are diving at the same time in in a synchronized way. That's insane. <laughs> what, are, what are your three that you're? All right. Well, you already told. I mean, obviously, I'm very excited to see what's what Usain Bolt's going to do. There's there is a there's a different energy. I'm not a you know I like track. It's fine. Uh, but there's a different energy with him. It's like he cha- he takes it to a whole other level, and and so obviously I'm excited about him. I I love I love the racket sports, so I I will unquestionably uh, at least once or twice go to table tennis uh, because that is insane to watch. In a way, it's like watching darts because it's like a sport you play, but you don't play it like them. You don't play it on that. It's not only on that level. They're playing a different sport, a sport you don't really understand. Uh, so that's cool. I really kind of like badminton for the same reason. Sure. You know, because <laughs> badminton, there probably isn't a bigger gap in the in the entire sports world between you putting up a badminton net in your backyard and hitting the ball and what they do. There, it, it, there, there's, there's no, they're hitting it like a billion miles an hour. But because yeah. the badminton is so, you know, because of the way it's shaped and not the badminton, the, uh, the what Shuttlecock. is it called? Shuttlecock. Yeah, I should have known that since there is a giant one in front of uh, the art museum in Kansas City. So that's embarrassing. I didn't know that. Um, the uh, They hit it, but because that the way the shuttlecock is shaped, it, it like goes really, really fast and then kind of slows down like it's on a parachute. And then... You know, you they did there. Sometimes you hit it slow, purposely to to throw the other guy off. It's it is pretty fun to watch. Isn't there some stat that like, except for high lie, that the shuttlecock actually reaches higher speed yes. than any other uh, ball or object in any sport? Is I, I, I could be making that up, but I feel like I remember hearing that. No, it is, it is, but it's the it's the top speed. So literally, by the time like it goes over the net at like 150 miles an hour or whatever, 140 miles an hour. Um, 
But then by the time it gets to the other guy, it's like slowed down. It's like it's it's like somebody hitting the brakes. I mean, it slows down significantly. Yeah. Um, and that's why those guys will have great matches. Plus, Badminton is one of my all-time favorite uh, moments was at the Olympics uh, that you might remember when two teams were playing and the winner of that had to end up in the wrong bracket so they would end up playing the best team. So right. they both were trying to lose and they were both trying to lose in such a an embarrassing way. They were literally just hitting their serves into the net over and over and over again. One, one of my all-time favorites. There's the Olympic spirit right there. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I don't know that we'll talk until I'm in Rio, but uh, I think we've got our Olympics down. Uh, I again, I I prefer ours to theirs, but I'll guess I'll watch theirs just just because it'll be on. Uh, just read, just read our stuff. By the way, I I forgot to do this in our last uh, podcast. I am supposed to tell people and remind them that the podcast is available on iTunes and Stitcher, and to please subscribe. And I don't know why I do that on here since you're already listening to it. So I assume you know that you can do that. But that can't hurt. Can't hurt. <laughs> it can't help. Can't hurt. Michael, thank you so much. Have fun in Rio. I'll see you on the other side. Perfect.